Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 181 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Jessica Hooper. Jessica lives in Westfield, New Jersey, where she is a family nurse practitioner working remotely and also has three little ones, seven and under. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad to talk to you today. So I am so excited. 
so excited to talk to you. Yay. Well, you know I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? So it all starts, I would say, back in 2019. I was out with a couple of my college girlfriends. We finally got together after being apart for several years. And one of my friends mentioned to me that she had been doing intermittent fasting and she had gotten such great results. And we're all nurses, so we all kind of pass information back and forth. But at the time, I had just had a baby and my third baby. So I had three that were three and under, and I just wasn't ready. I was trying to do, you know, some low carb and exercise, but I just didn't think fasting was something that I would be able to do. It sounds crazy when you first hear it, right? It does. It sounds hard, restrictive. It does. And I just didn't think, you know, with three little kids, and I was home at the time not working, I was home full time with them, that I would really, I'm constantly opening up snacks and licking the knife of the peanut butter after I make a sandwich. And I just didn't think, you know, it'd be sustainable, but she definitely planted a seed and I joined the Facebook group and just started watching. You know, I was just kind of a fly on the wall and would look through people's stories and look at the pictures. And I just became, you know, so blown away by the results. I thought, you know, how does nobody know about this? You know, and of course, your book came up. And my friend had mentioned the delay, don't deny book to me as well. So I downloaded it and listened to it on Audible. And it was just such an easy read. It really spoke to me. And I started in May 2020. So it took a while for you to be ready to start. It did. You know, I've struggled. I'll kind of go back a little bit. I'm 36 to give you my demographics. I, you know, I'm a nurse practitioner. I've struggled, I would say, with my weight really since, I would say since high school. You know, in high school, I lost quite a bit of weight, probably like 40 pounds my senior year with dieting, slim fast. Oh, I remember um, that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I really did well with slim fast. I probably was the slimmest I ever was, but I was hungry all the time. Yeah, because that stuff is not filling, is it? No. But I took that with me into college and I was drinking slim fast and I was active. So I kind of maintained my weight through college And then when I started working as a nurse and had to work overnight and weekend, well, weekends, but overnight really is what did me in the night shift. So my weight kind of, I gained a lot of weight on night shift. I would say at least 50 pounds over the course of several years. And then I went back to school to get my graduate degree and the weight just, you know, could five pounds here, five pounds there. And so I was very heavy by the time I, you know, had my first baby in 2014. And I had tried all kinds of things, Weight Watchers and low carb. I also have hypothyroid, Hashimoto. So that really made it hard for me to lose weight. And I was very discouraged. And, you know, it feels like I was going through all that same struggle and my weight kept going up and up. And you feel like you're such a failure, right? I mean, you're a smart person. You're a medical professional. You're like, why can't I just do this? I think, you know, there's a lot of shame with it, especially, you know, I was counseling patients as a family nurse practitioner before, you know, I guess the pivotal moment 
with all of this was in 2017, we moved from Boston to New Jersey. So back in Boston, I was working in a family office, seeing patients face to face and doing physicals and counseling them. And I was counseling them on how to lose weight when I had, you know, 100 pounds to lose myself, you know, my highest that I think I clocked in at was when I was pregnant with my third and that was around 290 pounds. Wow. So I had moved, you know, I was working part-time as a nurse practitioner and then when we moved in 2017, I was pregnant with my third and that move really, my weight really jumped up. And, you know, I, I've heard that before. I remember Donna Doobie that I had on the podcast really early on in an early episode. She was a nurse, and she talked about the same thing. She was struggling so much with, much with her weight, but one of her jobs was to counsel patients on weight loss. Yes. And the disconnect, but, you know, you're like, I'm telling you what I've been taught, but, it, you know, you can't make it work for you. And so you feel almost like a fraud because you're like, well, I can't do it, but maybe you can, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the advice is just flawed. It's not that you were failing. It was the advice that was failing. Exactly. And I mean, how many times I'd point people in the direction of Weight Watchers, and I was doing Weight Watchers too. And I mean, I was just getting nowhere. It was like the same 15 pounds I'd go up and down depending on the time of the month. And it was a vicious circle that I really just struggled with. And I really just came to terms with the fact that this is how it's going to be, Mm -hmm. you know, buy bigger clothes. This is what happens after you have babies. And, you know, you age a little bit, you know, I'm in my 30s, I'm not in my 20s anymore, even though 30s is still, you know, time. Yeah, that I'm in my 50s, 30s is so (laughs) young. Yeah, so (laughs) I guess I was discouraged and frustrated with the process. And, just really, like I said, I accepted the fact that this is what it's going to be. So, yeah, I had gotten to that same exact point. And, you know, you look around in society and you do kind of have that, well, you're just getting older. You look around and see other women in your age group are having the same problems. You're like, well, it just must be normal. You know, and in between the feeling, the shame that you can't manage it yourself versus, oh, well, this is just what it is. Then you go back to the shame. Why can't I do it? Oh, well, it's just what it is. That's I was teetering back and forth. Yeah, I think, you know, when we moved back in 2017, I had, we moved from my husband's job about five hours away from Boston to New Jersey. And I gave up my career to stay at home and had these two little ones and was expecting my third. And here I was, I had my littlest in February. So it was the dead of winter. I couldn't get out. I was like, I didn't know what to do with three kids, you know, at home, three and under without my family who was always helping me before. So I really was in a rut. I really think I I leaned into like home cooking and kind of, you know, that was my homesickness remedy was to make the foods that I'd have at home. And I was just in a rut. My poor husband is, you know, he took the brunt of it because I was like, we moved here, you know, for you. And I was just in a very lonely place. And I'm going to say, you know, especially being away from your family, people who have not ever, you know, had little kids and been at home with them. It really is a lonely time if you don't have a lot of family and friends. We moved when my oldest son, Cal, was four months old. We moved from a place where I had great support 
we lived in Aiken, South Carolina. My family was all you know, nearby. I had been at a school for eight years. I had a great community around me. Then we moved to the Atlanta area, which was you know almost three hours away, and I felt like I'd been dropped into like a, a foreign land. And then Will was born eighteen months later, and I feel for you. It's hard also to meet new people when you've got these tiny children and you're in a new place. Exactly. It was the perfect recipe for me to be. I think there was a little postpartum in there, and as a nurse practitioner, I kind of knew, I think like any woman does, how to answer the questions so that I wouldn't, you know, I didn't want to take medicine. I didn't want to have that diagnosis. I wanted, you know, as I'm a very type A personality, I wanted to ace it. You know, I wanted everyone back home to think I was surviving and thriving. I didn't want them to say, you know, oh, she's really struggling. But I was. I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. It's a lonely, lonely time. Yes, I was. The only I... adult you have is your husband when he comes home and you just are like, hello, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, and he's wonderful. You know, right. he, he's he been so supportive. We met in college, so I've known him since I was 18 and we were just, you know, a couple young kids and the whole future ahead of us. But I would do it for him all over again to put it in perspective. But yes, that was, I would say, my pivotal year was moving here. And the rest of this, you know, really changed with intermittent fasting. I can't say that enough. I love that. So it was May of 2020. You were finally ready. So how long had you just kind of set back? When did you first join the groups and start watching? 2019? Yeah. So around March 2019. Okay. So gosh, over a year you were watching. I watched. Yeah. So we, you know, my friend mentioned it to me. She told me about the Facebook group. So I joined and I just kind of watched from afar and... I didn't know any of the lingo, 16824, OMAD. So I, you know, started looking into that. The more I listened, I listened to the podcasts on with you and Melanie and the stories. I just fell in love with this podcast, Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm so glad. I love doing it. I mean, I'm. it's like my great part of my day when oh. I get to interview somebody and talk. It's like I'm having, today I'm having sparkling water. <laughs> so Me I was going to say it's like when I'm having coffee with a friend, but right now I'm having sparkling water with a friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, when it comes out on Thursday mornings, I, you know, I jump right out of bed. I run in the morning. So that's something I've always done is run, even at my mm-hmm. heaviest. I have that to look forward to and that's like just such a nice way to wake up in the morning is hear an inspirational story. I love it. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. 
Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. So you were listening to the stories. You were listening. You were gathering your information. You were deciding. And then May of 2020, here we are. Yes. So I I started, you know, I started with the black coffee and really just was dirty fasting to start until July 2020, I would say. I would have flavored coffee or flavored seltzer, even though, you know, it really hit home when I was listening to one of your podcasts about, I think it was with Melanie on the cephalic, how that affects your insulin release. And it all clicked with me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm doing this wrong. That's why. And I was still seeing results. Mm -hmm. But once I made the change to the clean fast, and say that was in July 2020, I really just weight started coming off, you know, two pounds a week, When I started, I want to say the weight that I started at with intermittent fasting in May was around 273. So that's where I, you know, it was higher than that when I was pregnant, which I don't even know how high it was. I don't even want to know. Oh, I get that. I remember being at my highest pregnancy weight, and I was like in the hospital and getting ready to have him. And the nurse called in on the on the intercom. I don't know what was up with that, but she's like, "Could you tell me how much you weigh?" Oh, I know. I just, and my husband was there, and I was. It was like I think it was like 180 something, which was the highest I'd ever been at that point. You know, of course, I got higher later, but. I was like, do I have uh, to say it out loud? Can I, I come in and I'll whisper it to you? I know, <laughs> I know. And there, and it's like not just that, you know, there's a team of people I feel like around in the hospital. Right. So it's like, like you seven want me to people. say that out loud? Everyone, at, who who's listening? Right? <laughs> at the first hospital where I had Cal, the bed weighed you, so no one like oh, asked me what I weighed. The yes. bed weighed me, and they just looked at it. I didn't even know. I mean, actually, I do know I was 163 <laughs> when I went in to deliver Cal, but. Huh. It's funny how we remember all those weights. Well, it's like just so, like I said, there's so much shame for me. And even with this, you know, this is the first time I'm really giving any information like this out about myself. I know. I'm very personal. And this has been just, it's like a very emotional journey. Yeah. For me. When you started, you were 273. Yes. So then in July, when I started clean fasting, I was really doing like probably 18.6 or 24 and then it really kind of whittled down to OMAD 
and I did so great with that. I felt great. There really wasn't that hard of a transition from my dirty fast to the clean fast because well, I had the already clean fast makes it so much easier, it right? Did. It's, it's an easy transition. It did, and it was just it melded so well with my lifestyle. You know, it's I'm constantly getting three other people's things ready. So, you know, my thing's always the last to get ready. So to get them what they needed, whether it be breakfast, lunch, shoes, dressed, you know, I didn't have time to eat anyway. I was racking up all my calories on crusts of sandwiches and half-eaten crackers or, you know, whatever snack they were giving me. So not having that, you know, really was really startling at first because I'd be handling their food in fasting and think oh god before I would have eaten this handful exactly. of goldfish. You don't even or, realize how no. much you're putting in your mouth. Yeah, I just made lunch for Chad. I made him a taco salad leftovers from last night's dinner and I just you learn to work with food and it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I make all you know we rarely eat out because it would not be enjoyable with the three of them. Um, Someone would be crying. <laughs> yes. And it might be you. It <laughs> probably would be. So yeah we eat at home and you know I prepare their food no problem. You know I'll get peanut butter now on my hand and just kind of wipe it off and I'm on my way. And they are so busy like with their requests because they're little you know they don't notice that mommy's not eating they're like I need another napkin I need a drink so you're working for them yeah they are just happy with you know my attentiveness for now yeah I I think this is an important point because I, I think probably you would have said but I think you did say it before you started you worried that it would be really hard with little kids and I've heard that before from people they're like you know I would love to start but I can't because I have little kids and because I'm always handling food people think that it's going to be hard to handle the food and to feed your kids when really it like you just said it actually is so much easier and it frees you up oh it frees me up so much you know just I don't even think about it anymore. I'm just, you know, it's almost like I work at a restaurant. You know, right. I'm, I'm sure, you know, you're not tasting everything when you work, you know, in a kitchen. But but that's what it's at. Get them what they need. And I'm not at all feeling deprived or hungry even at the right. for the least. So that's a big change. And that's the most important thing because you feel like you're going to feel so deprived and you're going to be struggling and you're going to want to eat those goldfish crackers. You know, exactly. You really are not like, oh, that looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't really even like goldfish crackers. I don't crackers. want that. Yeah. <laughs> so. But you eat them because they're there. I remember those days. Yeah. Oh, we dropped one. I'm going to pick that one up I know. in my mouth. No. <laughs> yes. But that was a big, when I started fasting, I, I really became aware of how much of that grazing and mindless eating that I was doing, especially you know, with the change from working out of the home to then being home, it was like when the kids would take a nap at one to three, that was like my time to snack. Like I would make a coffee, have something to eat. Like that was my time. Anyway, when I was fasting that, that really changed. You know, I was big before I started fasting. I really craved sweets and just 
Now I still you love needed that pick me up, right? I did. It was like a two o'clock coffee snack latte. Ditto. I had a latte habit, and, and my students. I've talked about this before, but when I was teaching, and my students knew, you know, I would have my latte first thing in the morning. Then I would have a mid morning latte. Then it would be lunchtime. Then I would have an afternoon latte. They all knew when I would go back there because I had that machine in the back of my classroom, that coffee maker that made lattes. It was a tessimo. <laughs> they saw me go back there. They're like, "Up, oh, she's having another one." I mean. I I know. It just kept me going. And now it's like, no, I can't even imagine. It's like such a ritual, I feel like, mm-hmm. too. You know, it's habits, habitual it eating and just, you know, kind of like a comfort. For me, it was, you know, I didn't have anybody around. There was nobody that I was hooking up with to play with, you know, my kids with their kids or any adult interaction. So that was my time. And I leaned into it. You know, it was like... It was not doing me any favors, you know, as I continued that pattern. I wasn't even with the changes I had tried to make prior to fasting. My weight just was not moving. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel great. But if you asked me at the time, I, you know, I felt the way any young mother of three children thought they would should feel tired. Right. Tired, tired with all low the time. energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I remember that. I remember those tired, low energy that period of time. So contrast it now, now that you're an intermittent faster, your kids are just as high energy, but you're not tired. Yeah, they are, you know, much older and on the move and busy. Oh, yeah. So I don't have that lag anymore. I've also I know I've been kind of all over the place with my story, but I changed from the time that I was doing the OMAD over the summer that I started fasting in July 2020. I changed to alternate day fasting in October of 2020. So I lost about 50 pounds from that first July to Halloween. And I was very happy with that weight loss. But I really just, you know, said, what can I do? I heard, you know, all the the benefits of the longer fasts and mm-hmm. you know it really fasting just worked with my schedule so much that I said let's try it I saw Roxy's post about mealless Monday love Roxy <laughs> I love following her and I said you know what I'm gonna do it so I figured I'll just do it once I'll see how it is if I don't like it I won't do it again and I did it and I loved it so I said I'm gonna do it again for Wednesday. You know, I did it Monday. I had an update Tuesday. I'm going to try it again on Wednesday. And then that's what I've been doing ever since. You started doing that in October and it felt great. It feels, I, you know what it was, is I missed breakfast. Yeah. I missed breakfast and I just really liked like having the, the ability to have something on the update yeah. when I wanted to. At that point in my journey I guess I was feeling like this is something I want to do forever Mm -hmm. you know I can do it I'm I feel you know like this is finally sustainable I'm seeing weight come off this may help you know accelerate the weight loss even more so I made that change and I you know I've stuck with it I've never stopped with the alternate day I don't so are you you strictly alternate day? I have a schedule that I Okay, follow. what is your schedule like? You know, that's what people love to hear. I know. So, <laughs> I, so it's pretty regular that I do down days Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then I have my up days Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. 
And then I have like a six hour window on Sundays. All right. Yeah, that's a great schedule. That's very similar to what I did when I was doing, I was calling it 4-3 at the time, because it's just like you, you're doing 4-3 with one eating window day, except my down days were Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, because I had that whole teacher yep. weekend mindset. I didn't want Friday or Saturday to, to have that. to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Friday and Saturday were the weekend days. <laughs> Sunday was a school night. That's why Sunday didn't feel like a celebration because it totally. was a school night. Right? Totally. So. <laughs> Sunday scaries. I feel them and I'm, I don't even have to be anywhere, so to speak. But so you get it. I totally get it. It's I was always a like, real oh, thing. new week is coming up. But yeah, so you love alternate daily fasting. So I've been fasting now almost a year and a half, and I feel like I'm finally really getting into the flexibility of it. So like today is usually a down day for me, but I have a meeting up with some friends tonight for, you know, for some drinks and fun. And so I'm like, you know what, scratch that. I'll do the down day on Sunday and have my day on Monday and I carry on with the rest of the week. And it's perfect. It's very flexible. And we're recording this in September in case anyone's counting months. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I don't No, no, no. We're just ahead of time. I just want to make sure everybody knows. So you've been doing great. And were you afraid of alternate daily fasting before you started? Did it sound intimidating or scary? Or did you always like the sound of it? No, I was afraid. You know, a lot of people are. That's why I asked. And that's why, you know, I had really great success with the OMAD and 24, Mm -hmm. 20 hours fasting, four hour window. I lost 50 pounds pretty quickly with that. And I was just thinking, you know, I was at a little bit of a standstill, I think, for a couple weeks. Really not that long. I mean, the weight really just melted off. But I said, what can I do to really shake things up the way, you know, you always say, you know, tweak it, you know. Tweak it till it's easy, right? Tweak it till you get what you want. Exactly. (laughs) And I love that. So I, I still tweak, you know, I'm always tweaking things. Like I said, I love sweets. So it, August is our birthday month, you know, big three birthdays in my house, my birthday and two of my children. So it's like cake every week. And it's right. like, what are you going to do? You can't not have a cake. They're little kids. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, so I was away on vacation this summer. So with alternate daily fasting, I have lost another 45 pounds. So I'm... Wow. Today, I actually am down 96 pounds. 96 pounds. Yes. That is amazing. I've seen your photos. You sent them to me. You look amazing. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. I am just so, I actually am in awe. You know, I cannot believe, I never thought that I would get down to the size that I was before in college. And that's where I'm at So right you're back now. at your college size. I'm, ba- I'm actually Love heavier it. now than I was in college, but I can wear the same sizes See, that I was that in college. That is body recomposition in action. And it's wild. I mean, it is. That to me, I think, is the biggest wow factor of fasting. You know, because you've maintained the muscle but lost the fat, so you are leaner at a heavier weight. So that's why yeah. you're fitting into those smaller it's sizes. Because sometimes people are so confused by that. They're like, how can I be? I know. <laughs> or they'll have a goal. They're like, but I want to get down to my weight that I was. Ugh. And I mean, no, it's the size. <laughs> size matters so much more than what that scale tells you. Because the scale isn't, you know, letting you know. I mean, you might have a scale that lets you know how, you know, your body fat and all of that. But 
in general, just that raw number on the scale is meaningless. And I do weigh myself every day. I mean, I can't, I haven't gotten rid of that habit yet. And I'm not against that. There are I people know. who do need to weigh every day. For me, it's like a mm-hmm. check-in. Yep. So that's my accountability. For a long time, I didn't weigh. And I, I know, you know, my story is similar to yours in that that's when it was the highest, when I was avoiding the scale. So I tried to be accountable and hold myself to that. But ever since I've started, since July or May 2020, I fasted every day. I mean, Christmas I fasted, Thanksgiving I fasted, you know. Right. And I don't feel any bit deprived from it. It's been just a way of life, something that we just do every day. Yeah, it is. And you just, when you start it with the idea that it's going to be your lifestyle, you have a different mindset towards it versus when you start, you know, a a quote diet with the idea of like, then I'm going to stop it one day. Right. And that's what I think, you know, a lot of people when they hear about it, you know, when they ask me, you know, with all of this whole journey from myself, you know, I haven't seen a lot of my friends or family back in Boston because of COVID and, you know, just because we're far away at this point with distance. But when they did see me, you know, a couple months ago, they were astonished at how much I had changed in such a short amount of time. And the thing that they say is, well, what are you going to do when this is over? You're going to, you know, what do you do then? I'm like, but, but it's never over. You know, this is, you know, this is what I'm going to do from here on out. And I think that the alternate daily fasting, the ADF really gives me the I, I I like to play with it. I right. like that, you know, one day I can really like do it up and have breakfast and do a light lunch and then dinner. And I don't feel like I'm missing out so much. Right. Because you're not. I'm you're not. always just a day away from an update. I know. I just one day, but I am like super choosy now. Like I'm so fussy about like, ooh, I don't want to eat that on. I'm only, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm like, no, I'll just wait type, type Me of too. thing. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> funny that before I might have said, oh, let's get pizza for dinner. And now I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have pizza. And Although I did make some homemade pizza the other day and it was so good. <laughs> So good it was but that's an entirely different experience it is it is it's <laughs> getting just, like a delivery pizza. yeah you know and let's face it there's days that that works and mm-hmm. you know that's what's in the cards and that's fine but if I had to choose I, I don't want that you anymore right. and before I would have been saying yeah let's get pizza you know let's have it today I think for me the alternate daily fasting is more mindset than anything else mm-hmm. like once I've made up my mind you know, that I'm doing the fast for the whole day. That's all that it is. It's just, I've made up my mind. I'm not going to change my mind. If I fasted for 20 hours and, you know, I don't want to give in at that point. Right, right. That makes sense. Now, are you a a full faster on your down days? Like you, you do a full fast and then the next, so you have a a complete fast down day versus the 500 calorie. Yeah, I've played with that 500 Mm -hmm. calorie but it's hard for me to stick with just the small meal. I'm the same way. It's very, very hard. It's once. easier for me to fast than it is to have a small meal. Definitely. Because once I start eating, I want to be full. <laughs> Definitely. And it, it, you know, there's not a whole, 500 calories goes by, you know, doesn't really take fast. much. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't want to feel deprived and I don't right. want to feel like I'm counting things. So mm-hmm. I just don't like to do that. 
Yeah, but that on the flip side, we're not saying that that's, you know, better for someone. You have to really experiment and try and see. There are people that love the 500 calorie down day. And then there are people who love the full fast. And you can only know once you try and see what feels right. Right. Yesterday was my down day. And my husband, I really still miss the coffee with the cream. Right. So it was Sunday and I said to my husband, oh, I'm going to go do a couple errands. Do you want a coffee? And he still takes his with cream and a little bit of sugar. And I said, you know what? I might do that as a 500 calorie. Like I really just, you know, I was in the mood. And then I got there and ordered his coffee out. And then I said, mm, I'm not going to do it. Like See, I it would make me so hungry. Like I if, I, if I decided I'm just going to have a coffee with something in it and that will be my 500 calorie, then I would be so hungry that I would be like eating the kitchen. Yeah. But I, it was like one of those things. I was so tempted because I'm like, I could. It sounded good. Yeah. Right? It sounded really good. But then that whole mindset thing, I was, I just said, no, I'm good. I'll, you know. That's when I ask myself, in one hour, will I be glad that I had this? And that's when the answer is like, no, you will be really like sad that you had that. Then I'm like, okay. Right, right, (laughs) right. So I enjoy it for its flexibility. And I also like it because I feel energized Mm -hmm. and really clear and like I'm accomplishing a lot during the day that is a down day. You know, I have to kind of force myself to slow down around nine o'clock, like, because I could just keep going, you know. I'm, How do you sleep on a down day? Are you a lucky person who can sleep well? Lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah. Yes. That's great. <laughs> oh, I so feel bad. I have a hard time. Ketosis makes me wired to the point that I have a hard time sleeping. So that was my downfall. But not everyone has that experience. No. I, you know, I think... I kind of run myself ragged during the day too, so I'm your body's ready. I'm ready, you know. When I get up early, I'm an early bird, so I'm up by like five every day. So I'm once my head hits that pillow, as long You're as out. nobody wakes me up during the night, I'm 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 out. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, are your are your kids early risers? Is that what yes. gets you up? Oh yeah. yes, they they get uh, my boys. They were early risers. I remember they would wake up. At, this is before I was an early riser. That I guess maybe they made me that way. But they would wake up at like six in the morning on a. That oh, was sleeping in. That's sleeping like, oh. in. Yes. Oh yes. Definitely. School like days. please no. Yes. <laughs> yes. But you know you got to get up when they're up or something's happening. Right. Oh, yes. There, nobody can be left to their own device. So, no. but it's, you know, now mine wake up about, you know, between 530 and six, but I choose to get up at five so that I can have some time. And that's when I listen to your podcast, you know, in the morning when I get up and run and it just sets the pace for a nice day. It sets yeah. my mindset is nice and clear. I'll plan out what we're having for dinner. And it's just a nice, peaceful way to really start before we hit the ground running, so to speak. I remember that, too. I liked to get up before it was time to, when I was getting them all ready for school. So you've got that coming up. You'll be getting all three ready for school at at one time when they get a little older. But I would get up well before it was time to get them up for school because I needed to have that time to myself. Yes. So whatever time I needed to start getting them up, I needed to back up from that so I could have my time because I really, that quiet time in the morning, 
it's you get important. your whole day off to a good start. It is, and you can, you know, I it's a nice time to kind of reflect, and you get to have your coffee in peace, and you know, just before everybody starts asking you, you know, ten different questions, and you're pulled in a million directions. I think it's important. It's important for yourself, you know, to give yourself that time. But I feel like going back to what I was saying to you before, how I was so lonely and right. with my three kids, I I really hadn't been able to do anything for myself on an everyday basis. And I feel like the fasting really was that for me. It was my bit of control over maybe a day that had no control and mm-hmm. it would give me some direction for myself even if the day was very unpredictable. So I think it was something that I really needed to do for myself. It didn't cost me anything. I didn't have to go anywhere or buy anything special. You know, so it made it, yes, it just made it so easy. It was just, it fit so nicely into my family's crazy lifestyle. I didn't have to do anything extra other than decide when I was going to eat or when I was not going to eat. So it made it yeah, that's fabulous. Made it so easy. Now you mentioned that you had dabbled in low carb in the past. Do you still, you know, follow a lower carb approach or, or what is your eating style like now? Yes, yeah, so no low carb. There's <laughs> no. I really do eat, you know, a regular diet. I don't, you know, all the macros. All the macros. I don't count things. I don't weigh things. You know, my brother, about a year before I started fasting, had lost about 100 pounds. And he had a trainer and he had a food scale. And we were all up at my parents' lake house. And I just was like, you know, I was so happy for him that he had lost all this weight. But he spent such an obscene amount of money with a trainer and you know, he had to weigh every piece of chicken and, you know, scoop only so much rice. And I was like, I I can't do that with three little kids, you know. No. I just can't. There's no way. I know myself. I couldn't track it. I know I wouldn't. Right. I'm terrible at tracking. <laughs> I just, who could be bothered? So, you know, I knew that was one avenue to go. But once I started fasting and I didn't have to do that and I didn't have to keep track of anything and I knew I could eat whatever I was preparing for them Mm -hmm. it just made it so much easier so that's what I do I still eat what my whole family eats and it's made it so much easier because I'm not eating on those three days so they'll have some leftovers that they're not always happy with but you know that's it's (laughs) you're saving the good stuff for the update It's like when, you know, Tuesday and Thursday, plan on something very good. Those are the days that it's happening. Yeah, so it's, you know, my grocery shopping is different. Mm -hmm. It's easier at night, you know, because I'm just kind of putting together the remnants of what we didn't have during the week because I don't also want to eat that same thing twice if I'm only eating, you know, three nights during the week. You want it to be really good. I want it to be different. Yeah, Yeah, so... So your brother, have you shared intermittent fasting with your family? Has anyone yes. picked it up? So my mother and my sister also fast. And my mother started after I did. She 
she started, I want to say, we were together that summer of 2020. Probably in September 2020, she started fasting. She has lost almost 70 pounds. Wow. Way yeah. to go, Mom. She's, and she's, you know, postmenopausal, and mm-hmm. she's a big fan of yours, um, listens to all the podcasts, and is, you know, in the social network. So big fans. My sister is a faster, too, and she looks you know, radiant. She's getting married. So we have a family wedding. Yes, that we're all in. And for the first, you know, for the first time, I think if this was two years ago, and we were all in this wedding, I would have been like, Oh, I don't want to go shopping. And I don't know what I'm going to wear. And I am so excited to pick it's so fun out. to shop. Yes, I can't wait. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what are we going to get? They should be form fitting. And you know, oh, yeah, you want a beautiful dress like that. Okay, this is going to sound terrible, but when when Cal got married, Cal and Kate, I was so disappointed that they eloped because I was looking forward to being the mother of the groom. Is that bad? No, you want you want to showcase yourself. Yes, and after all that, yeah. And then they're like, they eloped. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawaii, that was beautiful, but but no dress. (laughs) Where's the party? I know, right? You know, I was looking forward to that. Then they were coming home, and I'm like, we should throw a big party here at our house. And then they were like, oh yeah, come. COVID, never mind. I know. And that's, I think this whole, you know, year of 2020 has made all these events and, you Mm -hmm. know, that much more precious because, you know, we've gone so long without any of these celebrations that, you know, you want to really do it up. I want, you know, I haven't seen anybody. I'm like, I want to, you know, all this hard work. I want to show off my my hard work. In your beautiful dress. Right. I can't wait. So, well, send me a photo. I will. I will. Of the three fasters. <laughs> there definitely. you go. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Well, that's fabulous. I know it feels great to know that you have shared something with them that works so well for all of you. It has. And it's been, you know, 
I think for them, they were watching me at first saying, you know, ooh, I don't know about this. This sounds crazy. And like, you're not eating with us now. You know, breakfast would come, lunch would come. I'd be like, nope, I'm going to eat around three or four. And at first, tomorrow. Yeah, or tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, when I started doing the alternate day fasting, my mom actually started like a week later because she was like oh you've done really well I'm gonna do that too I'm just gonna try it and now she does it too and yeah it makes it easy like she's coming to visit this week and she already told me on the day I drive down there I'm gonna do a down day on Wednesday and I was like oh me too and then we'll do fabulous yeah so it's been nice and then I've had people reach out as well just personally wondering what are you doing because I I've been very private about Mm -hmm. this experience but I think people do want to know you know it's a drastic change for me Mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time so people are very curious about you know how did you do this like how and why you know I saw the same group of my college girlfriends this past spring and they were like blown away you know they couldn't believe where the rest of me had gone and I said this is what you told me you know I did it and (laughs) I got it from you yeah and they were like no (laughs) and I said yeah so so then they started you know fasting too they're like tell me what to do again and I'm like but you told me so it's (laughs) you know kind of went full circle but it's been exciting very very happy that I found this and that they my friend planted this seed you know so long ago because it really changed the whole course of my life really you know I started to meet people I think I got a little more confident right and I kind of you know felt in control again and just like I found myself again you know a little piece of myself that you know was lost somewhere and three babies and a move and a career change and you know, I just, I you feel like yourself. I again. found myself again. And that's been huge, Powerful. very big. So absolutely. So, you know, this will be the first episode of 2022, which is unbelievable. I can't believe <laughs> 2022 sounds like, you know, the Jetsons or something. It does. <laughs> totally. But I think I think it's important, you know, that we have such an amazing success story today is the first episode of 2022. But also, I love that it's an alternate daily fasting story, because I know there are people listening just like you, Jessica, who have been listening and waiting, you know, <laughs> to dip their toe in and maybe waiting for the holidays to be over and here we are the holidays are over now's the time now's the time no no more waiting just jump right in right I think yeah no waiting you know don't say I'll start Monday right because every day you fast everyone's already doing it if you're fasting if you stop eating at nine at night and you start eating around six you're already fasting a little bit you just have to make it a little longer on each side keep it a little longer you know, I think it is hard. It's a hard idea because mm-hmm. society and culturally, you know, we're not taught to do that. You know, we're taught to swing through a drive through and, you know, order Uber Eats and, you know, DoorDash any time of day. But and we're taught that we should fear hunger and that hunger is uncomfortable. And so, you know, I've joked about it before. So you need snacks in your purse. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And if you are one of my children, I, I do have snacks in my purse. Oh, they're but, different. But I don't feel at all call to those snacks anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset change. 
but it's something that any one of us can do and you know and should try I think anybody should try it because you will feel so much better for it you won't even know you are missing it exactly that is so very true so um have you had any positive health changes beyond the the weight loss yeah which of course is huge 96 pounds is amazing but what about your health overall So overall, with each pregnancy, I had pregnancy-induced hypertension, which I was never treated with medication for. But after my third baby, I had, I did go on blood pressure medicine. So I am trending off of that. My dose has been cut down in half and then in half again. And then I just haven't been back to my doctor to come off of it altogether. But she told me, you know, 25 pounds ago, if you can lose 10 more pounds, you know, you can come off of it. But I just, I don't like to be nurse practitioner to myself. So I I get it. I like to have her tell me what to do. My blood pressure is much better. As far as after my, also after my third baby, I had a horrible bout of acne that Mm -hmm. I had never had before. And just my skin was a mess, lots of kind of cystic acne that has cleared up with fasting. Also, just a lot of kind of achiness that I had beforehand, you know, my kind of more like plantar fasciitis types of symptoms without actually being diagnosed with plantar fasciitis. I have no pain. I jump right up. I exercise fasted every day and I have no problems with that. I usually run about three miles fasted every morning and you know, I don't feel dizzy or lightheaded or struggle in any way to keep up in that sense. Yeah, I find that too. I can just, I have great endurance in the fasted state. Yes, I, I you mean. You just go, go, go. Yes, you have to kind of force yourself to really slow down and mm-hmm. just, you know, at 9.30 at night, my husband's like, are you done? Like, just be done, okay? You need to stop. <laughs> have a seat. <laughs> yes, because I'm like, oh, I was going to reorganize this, you know, whatever. And he's like, not today. We're not doing that today. So it's That's hard, great. hard to slow down. I get that. How about any other non-scale victories other than the, the weight and the health changes? Yes, yes. So just some funny things I mentioned already were about the acne, my C-sections, I had three C-sections for each pregnancy. My scar was very ugly to begin with. That has faded away to nothing. That's amazing. Really I always is. have a hard time believing that that's true, but I do believe it's true because I've heard it before. It was but terrible, but now you, I would never know. It's amazing. Thank you, autophagy. Yes. I had some problems just that I was seeing with with monthly cycles that I was having mm-hmm. trouble with that has improved with fasting I haven't had you know I was saw my doctor about possibly needing an IUD to help right. with bleeding that resolved on its own fabulous with fasting my thyroid medication that I take for Hashimoto's the dose has been reduced for that I've heard that before, too. That's a great one. Yes. my ring. And to lose yeah. that much weight while being hypothyroid is astonishing in itself. It is. It's, you know, my endocrinologist, she, she and I worked together before I moved. So and I've also seen her since I was, you know, 16 and diagnosed. She just said, whatever you're doing, I told her I was fasting and She's like, this is the lowest the last time I saw her that I've ever seen you. And I said, I know. And she said, well, keep doing it. She goes, as long as you don't feel deprived, keep doing it. And, you know, to have that kind of support and just for her to validate, you know, wow, you haven't been this 
your weight hasn't been this low in so many years is really just it felt so good to go get that checkup you know I always would fear it before and say oh what are they you know what's going to happen but right and also with the weight loss I have no saggy skin you know I don't have any areas there's some areas you know from having three children that I think will always be a little soft and you know, never quite as firm, but but really you would never know, you know, a lot of people that have gastric bypass or weight loss surgery have, you know, a lot of skin removal surgeries afterwards, but that's not necessary. It's, you know, I think I love it. the autophagy and body recomposition with fasting is just, it's just such Powerful. an amazing, amazing part. That that really is amazing. You know, the same with me. You know, I've, now that I'm on the other side of menopause, I got a little more sag. I'm showing y'all can't see this, but I'm showing my little arm That's there. That's nothing. <laughs> That's but, nothing. But it's you certainly can't tell that I lost eighty pounds. No. You know, I don't have the saggy. I, I do have the little mom thing going on yes. too because I had two two babies but you know that's just with age and with having babies but I definitely my body does not look like it lost 80 pounds no and it's I'm astonished at just this change within the last year and a half so I can't imagine you know what it'll be like another year and a half from now right so that's the part that really keeps me motivated and excited and you know it's fun to see these changes and notice you know wow now I can see my collarbone like when's the yeah. last time I saw that or you know wow you know my rings like slip off one of the funny things I noticed that it was just bizarre was like I had to move the seat up in the car like I I was sitting further back because my body was taking up more space. So like right. to move the car seat was like, oh my gosh, you know, how much body mass was I taking up before that I just didn't even know about? Yeah, that's exactly right. I get that too. So we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Well, I thought long and hard about this. But I think the the biggest takeaway is just to be consistent. If you can fast every day, you're guaranteed to see some type of results, whether that's internally or externally. You know, you have to give yourself some time. You know, nothing's going to change too drastically in just a couple weeks and give yourself grace because not every day are you going to be perfect. There is no perfect day. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But if you can kind of, I love episode 22 of JJ saying, you know. I love JJ. I listen to his episode over and over again because I take something new away from it every time. But, you know, if you can create a habit that, you know, you can do every day, just look up, you know, don't look up three weeks from now, but look up a year from now and you're going to be astonished at how different things are. But it's just little changes every day consistently. You're going to yield such amazing results. I can't believe the results. You know, I'm blown away. Well, I'm so excited for you and for what is yet to come. It's such a treat just to get to talk to you. I'm so excited you know, to share it with you. You've been an inspiration well, to me. Thank you for inspiring thousands and thousands oh. of people who will listen to you. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. They'll be like, that Jessica, she inspired me to do ADF. Oh, well, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com 
and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.